0: ready to get in the Word this morning? Amen. I'm going to continue on my series of my victory because I believe 2019 will be a year marked by great victories. You know, because it's a year of marvels, wonders, and extraordinary manifestations. You know, if you had a marvel and you had a wonder, you had a manifestation of God's greatness, then you know what? You also had a victory, right? Amen. I'm going to continue on with this whole aspect of praise. The Lord keeps flooding my heart with things that He wants me to share, you know, this beginning part of the year about things and we're going to get into those things over the week, weeks. But as I was seeking the Lord about some things, he took me back to Isaiah chapter 12 and this has been really where this series, you know, came out of and Isaiah chapter 12 verse two says, behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid for the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. Now, I'm doing no injustice if I read the scripture this way. Because the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song, I will trust and not be afraid. I'm, I'm not doing any injustice in the scripture because the Lord is my strength. And, can you turn me down a little bit? The Lord is my strength and my song. Because he's my strength and my song, I will trust and not be afraid. Now and we've defined that word song as the object of praise. The object of play. Because he's the object of my praise. He is my trust and and I will not be afraid. Right. Amen. And and because, because he's my strength and my song, it says he will also become my salvation. Because he's my strength and the object of my praise, he goes, He has become my victory. He's become my victory. You know, last week, man, just had man, two great services last week. The first service and the second service. I mean, people will say, well, do you like the first service or the second service? I, I like them both. I mean, and the thing is, is they, they, they're to, they come out, it comes out totally different, right? And well, man, when we finished the end of the second service, man, it just went off in here. I mean... It was, I mean, people were dancing, shouting, singing. It was, it was just an amazing thing. And as I was seeking the Lord later that day, just about what, what had taken place. And I always just, just seek the Lord. You know, is there something I could have done different? Is there anything just saying, Lord, did, was, did I do everything I was supposed to do? And, it, and just being sensitive to that. And, and as I was um, sitting there praying, the Lord said, I was in your midst. And he said, and he goes, and you weren't just making noise. You know, it's, it's not, it's not being loud for loud sake. It's not being hyped up for hyped up sake. It's, it's, there's something that happens. There's something that happens with a shout. And, and, and this morning I want to talk about a shout because a shout isn't just making noise. There's something that's released. With a shout. Now let's go to Exodus chapter 32. Exodus 32. While you're turning there, I want to read this other scripture in Isaiah 12. Isaiah 12, a little further after verse 2, verse 5 says, Sing unto the Lord, for he had done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. Sing unto the Lord. For he had done excellent things. So I could read it this way. Because he's done excellent things, I'm going to sing unto the Lord. The next verse says, Cry out, cry, cry out and shout, you inhabitants of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel in the midst of thee. I could read it this way. Because the Holy One is great in the midst of us, I'm going to cry and shout. See, when you shout, you're not just making noise. Now, there's a difference between making noise and shouting to God. Now, let's let's look at this. In Exodus chapter 32, verse 17 says, And when Joshua heard the noise of the people as they shouted, he said to Moses, There's a noise of war in the camp. There's a noise of war in the camp. But Joshua was just going by what he was hearing. See, he was hearing a shout in the camp. But Moses had discernment. Because Moses says, but Moses said, it is not the sound of shouting for victory. Neither is it the sound of cry of the defeated. And King James says, and he said, it is not the voice of them that shout for mastery. Neither is the voice of them that cry for being overcome, but the noise of them that sing, do I hear? See, see, Joshua was hearing a shout and he thought it was a battle war cry shout. But Moses said, you know what? This isn't a shout for victory. And it is not even a shout or a cry from those that are being overwhelmed, but they're just singing. See, you can come into church and we can just sing. And never touch God. You can you can shout at the top of your lungs, praise the Lord, hallelujah, and never touch God. See, it's not just it's not just a noise we make, but it's faith we release. You say it it says it's Moses is not a it is not a shout of victory. Meaning, we're not hearing a victorious shout. We're not hearing even a cry out for for help. See, so those are the two things that God responds to in scripture is when we call, when we shout out for victory or we cry out in desperation. He says, call unto me and I will answer and I will show you my great and mighty things. Clap your hands, all ye people, and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. So, So when you do things with the right perspective and the right heart, it causes God to manifest. But you know what? God was not manifesting in their situation because they were just singing. It's not just noise we make. That's right. Come on. Psalms 138 verse 1 says, I will praise the Lord with my whole heart. With my whole heart. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart. With my whole heart. Hallelujah. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart. See, that that's an undivided heart. That's the heart that's undivided. It's a heart that's focused on something. You see, when Moses and, and Joshua then entered into the camp, what did they see? They were seeing the fact that they had taken all their gold and they had boiled it down and they made it into golden images for them to worship. It wasn't, they weren't, they weren't having a heart towards God. They weren't having a heart toward God's for, for victory, and they weren't having a heart towards God for help. Their heart was just in themselves. Their heart was just for themselves. See, our praise isn't, isn't, isn't to make noise or just to do our religious duty or just to sound religious or be religious. It is, about, it is about having a heart that's overflowing and directing something towards our Father, directing something towards our Creator. There's something about a shout. Let's look at Psalms 47. Psalms 47. Say, I'm, not I'm not just making noise. Hallelujah. And they Amplified in verse 1 says, Oh, clap your hands, all you peoples. Shout to God with a voice of triumph and songs of joy. Woo! Clap your hands, all ye people, shout to God with a voice of triumph and songs of joy. Because for the Lord Most High excites terror and all in dread. He is a great king over all the earth. Now I'm not doing any injustice in the scripture. The word for there, we got to preposition. So we could use the word because, because the Lord most high excites terror all in dread. I'm going to clap my hands and I'm going to shout to God with a voice of triumph. I'm shouting to God with a voice of triumph. Why? Because I know when I praise God excites terror in my enemy. Verse three says, he subdued people under us and nations under our feet. He chose our inheritance for us, the glory and pride of Jacob, whom he loves. God has ascended amid shouting. "Woo God has ascended amid shouting, meaning God rose when we shouted. God, God went up a whole nother level when we shouted. God has ascended amid shouting the Lord with the sound of trumpet. Sing praises to God. Sing praises. Sing praises to our kings. Sing praises. For God is the king of all the earth. Sing praises in a skillful psalm and with understanding. God reigns over the nations. God sits upon his holy throne. The princes and nobles of the people are gathered together, a united people. For the God of Abraham, for the shield of all the earth belongs to God. He is highly exalted. He ascends amid shouting. So you're not just making, we're not just making noise. Whether you shout in desperation because you're overwhelmed or you shout because of victory, it doesn't matter. When you shout, God rises up. The presence of God comes on the scene. Hallelujah. There's something about a shout. There's something about a shout. Look to your neighbor and say, there's just something about a shout. Look at your other neighbor. Said, "Look at your other neighbor. And say, I'm not, I'm not just making noise." Let's look at Numbers 23. Numbers 23. Thank you, Lord. Numbers 23. verse 19. Now this is a story of this one guy, they're wanting them to curse God's people. This is a prophet saying, I want you I want you to prophesy against God's people. I want you to curse them. And so that he goes, this guy, the prophet goes to God and he comes back and he says this, God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken and shall he not make it good? Behold, I have received commandment to bless and he has blessed and I cannot reverse, reverse it. Amen. Meaning God came, gave me commanded commandment to bless. You know what? And because he gave me commandment, I can't reverse it. You want me to curse it. But you know what God says stands. Verse 21 in the Amplified says, God has not beheld iniquity in Jacob for he has forgiven. Neither has he seen mischief or perverseness in Israel for the same reason. Now get this. The Lord, their God is with Israel and the shout of praise to their king is among the people. The shout. I mean, he couldn't reverse it. Why? Because the shout of the king was among them. There was a shout. Why were they shouting? Because they were receiving and welcoming the king. They knew when they shouted, the king was coming. They knew when they shouted that God was going to manifest. And the next verse says, verse 22 says, God brought them forth out of Egypt. They have, as it were, the strength of a wild ox. So what happened when they shouted? God did two things, brought them out of bondage and strengthened them, brought them out of bondage and strengthened them. See, that's what a shout does. You're not just shouting, but a, but a shout A shout directed towards heaven, a shout directed towards God, not only does it bring victory to you, but also strengthens you. There's something about a shout. Let's look at 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel. There's something about a shout. There's something about a shout. Hallelujah. The shout of the king. The shout of the king is among heritage of faith. The shout of the king. How the shout of the king is among heritage of faith. Let's look, at, let's look at a power of a shout. First Samuel chapter 4, verse 5 says, And when the ark of the covenant of the Lord, the amplified, I'm reading, and when the ark of the covenant of the Lord came into the camp, all Israel shouted with a great shout so that the earth resounded. Wow. Man, when God's the the ark of the covenant, what did the ark of the covenant represent? The word of God. It represented the presence of God. And when the ark of the covenant came into the camp, Israel shouted with a great shout so the earth resounded. The King James says the earth rang again. Man, when, see they they understood something about the power of God. They understood something about the commandment of God. They understood something about his presence. And when Israel saw that God was back in the camp. They knew where God was. They released a shout so, uh, so astounding. It says the earth resounded. The earth shook. Now in this particular situation. The, the priests of that day. Their hearts weren't right. But but I want you but this is about seeing what a shout does to the enemy. Verse 5 6 says, "And when the Philistines heard the noise of the shout, they said, what does this great shout in the camp of the Hebrews mean?" When the Philist when their enemy heard the shout, Andrew, the Philistines said, "What does this mean?" Because, see, it wasn't just something they heard. It was something they felt. Now, get this. When they understood that the ark of the Lord had come into the camp. See, they heard the shout. And then what does this mean? And then all of a sudden, they're like, uh-oh, God's here. <laughs> yeah, oh, they found out. Why? Where did this shout come from? Where did this shout come from? They're like, oh, oh, <laughs> It's back. God's presence is back. It's in the house. It's in, it's, it's in the camp. Because I'm telling you, my God, my God's reputation precedes him. Why? Because then it says this verse, verse seven, it says the Philistines were afraid for they said, God has come into the camp and they said, woe to us for such a thing has not happened before. Woe to us. Who shall deliver us out of the hand of these mighty gods? These are the gods that smote the Egyptians and every kind of plague in the wilderness. that woe to us. They're like these, they, whoa what, this has never happened to us before. You know what? And we heard about this God. We heard about these guys. The one that did the, the, the plagues all we heard about this. We heard about their God. We heard about what they did in the We heard about how they get got out of Egypt. We heard about all these things that took place and all oh, we heard the shout. And now God's in the camp it says, woe to us says, They're gods that smote the Egyptians every kind of plague and wilderness. And it says, Be strong and acquit yourselves like men, O you Philistines, that you may not become servants to the Hebrews as they have been to you. Behave yourself like men and fight. They're like, whoa! Why were they taken back? They were taken back by a shout that came from God's people. Because they knew they knew who backed that people. Does your enemy know who backs you? Does your enemy know who backs you? Or are you just making noise? See, see, Isaiah twelve was was he goes, he is my the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song meaning it's a revelation of who God is and because I know who God is he's my strength he's the object of my praise hallelujah and because of that he because of that that revelation a shout came it said great is the mighty one of Israel that's in the midst of you let's go to 2nd chronicles second chronicles a shout a shout second chronicles chapter 13 Thank you father now this story here I mean there's a lot of things we could talk about a shout and the power of a shout and You know, we could we could talk about Jericho and we could talk about different things of what a shout does. But the Lord wants me to really just focus on a few things here about about what, what takes place with a shout. That it brings freedom and it brings strength. There's victory in your shout. In the story here, the story of a, probably not saying the names right, it's a story of two kings, Jeroboam and Abijah. Jeroboam, Job, something to know about Jeroboam is, is he wasn't supposed to be king. Because really, for the, he was the king of Israel. And for the king of Israel, the only one that should have been king would have been someone. It said, it said it, the prophecy was that the only people that would be kings would be those that came from the lineage of David. And so Solomon had a son named, named Rehoboam, it said, but he was young, it said he was skill. he was said he was insufficient, pretty much he was insufficient in leadership and wouldn't stand up to, to wrong people. And when that happened, there, this Jeroboam came in and pretty much destroyed his kingdom and took it from him. And so, so at that same time, Judah had separated from Israel and Judah, then this guy named Abijah became king. And he stands up in Jeroboam's face and tells him, you're wrong. He tells him that, that you know what, the only ones that are supposed to be priests are come from, from the line of the Levites or the line of, of, of Aaron. But you know what, he said, he said Jeroboam, you've gotten rid of all them and you're making up your own priests. He said, you're making these calves of gold. And so Abijah just is getting in his face. And now, now I get this Abijah is facing him. And if you look in the, about the fifth verse of this, Abijah has only, uh, Judah has 400,000 men. But yet Jeroboam has 800,000 men. Wait a minute. 400,000, 800,000. See, I, I don't know if I'd, if I'd want to um, stand on the mountainside of Zamoram, and say all these things to a man that's got twice the size of army that I have. But when you know who you serve. Yes. When you know that you are out of the tribe of Judah. Yes. And Judah means what? Praise. Right? Yes. He went out and he spoke to him. He spoke to him. Let's, let's look at this in verse 7. And it says, it, it actually verse, thank you Father. Eight says, and now you think to withstand the kingdom of the Lord. Man, that's that's some attitude right there. Now you think to withstand the kingdom of the Lord. See, sometimes you need to tell that to your enemy, right? You want to withstand me. You want to come against me. "...who strengthened themselves..." And it says, "...Lord, which is in his hands the son of David, because you are of a great multitude, and you have with you golden calves, which Jeroboam made for our gods." Verse 10 says, "...but as for us, the Lord is our God, and we have not forsaken him. We have priests ministering the Lord, who are the sons of Aaron and Levites for his service. They offered to the Lord every morning and every evening burnt sacrifices and incense of sweet spices." They set in order the showbread on the table of pure gold and attended to the golden lampstand that its lamps may not be lightened every evening. For we keep the charge of the Lord, our God, but you forsaken him. Verse 12. Behold, God himself is with us at our head. Man, look at that. Behold, God himself is with us at our head and his priests with their battle trumpets to sound an alarm against you. O Israel. Fight not against the Lord, the God of your fathers, for you cannot prosper. Now here, here's a man that's got 400,000 400, men, a guy that's got 800,000 men, and he is pretty much in your face, enemy. You're going to fight against us? He, and he goes, why are you going to do this? Because you can't win. That's a revelation of a man who knows his covenant. It's a revelation of man that knows his covenant. That's right. He goes, you cannot prosper. Yes. Wow. Verse 12. I mean, I'm sorry. Verse um, 13. But Jeroboam caused an ambushment to come around them from behind. So his troops were, were, were before Judah and the ambush behind. When Judah looked, behold, the battle was before and behind. And they cried to the Lord and the priests blew trumpets. Then the men of Judah gave a shout and as they shouted, God smote Jeroboam and all of Israel before Abijah and Judah and the Israelites fled before Judah and God delivered them into their hands and Abijah and his people slew them with a great slaughter. So there fell of Israel 500,000 chosen men. See, all of a sudden it was from 400,000 to 800,000, now to 400,000 to 300,000. You know, you get, get an idea of this. Here, you've got, you've got an enemy all around him. You, you, here, Abijah is just declaring this, and he's got an enemy surrounding him. It says, before and behind, For and behind. <clears throat> And it says, the only thing he did is that he stood there. And when he stood there, it said, the priests blew their trumpets. Should I try this? I don't know. I don't know if I can do this. I'm just, I said, Freddie, go get me that. We'll see you. It's not easy to blow. <laughs> I did not try this. Okay. Now I'm busy. But when they, when the priest blew the trumpet, it said in all the men of Judah gave a shout of praise to their God. It said, God smote their enemy. God smote their enemy. I love that. And, it say, and then it says in verse 19, And Abijah pursued Jeroboam and took some cities from him, Bethel, Jashaniah, Ephraim, with their towns. Jeroboam did not recover strength again in the days of Abijah. And the Lord smote him and he died. But Abijah became mighty. With a shout. With a shout. That was verse 17 through, through 21. Man, with a shout with a shout there's something about a shout you're not just making noise but there's something that's released in the atmosphere when you release a shout go to Zephaniah I know you read there a lot Zephaniah hallelujah thank you father go to Malachi and turn left like two or three there Zephaniah 3, verse 14. And they amplified. It says, sing, O daughter of Zion, shout, O Israel, rejoice, be in high spirits, and glory with all your heart. Now get that, sing, O daughter of Zion, shout, O Israel, rejoice, be in high spirits, and glory with all your heart. Glory with all your heart, O daughter of Jerusalem. For then it will be that the Lord has taken away the judgments against you. He has cast out your enemy. So what happened when they shouted? It said it said it said the the, the Lord had taken away the judgments against you. See, the enemy once is the accuser of the brethren. The enemy will bring accusations against you. The enemy will bring judgments against you. But I'm telling you, says when you shout, when you shout, the Lord has taken away those judgments. Against you. He has cast out your enemy. The king of Israel, even the Lord himself, is in the midst of you. See what happens when you shout? God manifests in the midst of you. Hallelujah. Even the Lord himself is in the midst of you. And after he has come to you, you shall not experience or fear, fear evil anymore. In that day it shall be said to Jerusalem, Fear not, O Zion. Let your hand sink down and be slow and listless. The Lord your God is in the midst of you, a mighty one, a savior who saves. He will rejoice over you with joy. He will rest in silent satisfaction. In his love, he will be silent and make no mention of your past sins. He will exalt over you with singing. I will gather those belonging to you, those Israelites in captivity, who yearn and grieve for the solemn assembly and the festivals on whom they're exiles. Exile and inability to attend service at Jerusalem have brought desertion and the reproach of it is a burden. Behold, at that time, what time? The time of the shout. I will deal with all those who afflict you. I will deal with all those who afflict you. I will say to the limping ones and gather the outcast and will make them a praise and a name in every land of their shame. At that time, I will bring you in. Yes, at that time I will gather you, for I will make you a name and a praise among all the nations of the earth when I reverse your captivity before your enemies, says the Lord. All this based on a shout. You're not just making noise, but when you shout. You are released from captivity. When you shout, judgments that were against you can no longer stand against you. When you shout, God brings a mighty deliverance. When you make a shout, it says that he's mighty to save. That he's mighty to save. He's mighty to save. Let's look at Zechariah. Let's look at Zechariah. A lot of scripture this morning. Zechariah verse 9 so so with all this i know this this is all the old testament pastor justin but let let's let, let's look at let's look at the word let's let's look at the word because see there's things that that are that never change god always responds to faith that doesn't change and praise And shouting of victory, shouting and rejoicing in your king, shouting and rejoicing in the one that saved you, shouting and praising for the one that created you. I'm telling you, that is the highest form of faith. Verse nine says, rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king comes to you. Shout. Why? Because your king comes to you. I mean, this is a prophetic scripture. This is, this is speaking to our day. He says, shout, O daughter, daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king comes to you. He's just and having salvation. Patient, meek, lowly, riding on a donkey. Upon a colt, the foal of a donkey. Shout. See, who's he referring to here? Jesus, Jesus shout, O daughter of Zion, shout daughter of Jerusalem. Why? Because your king comes because your king comes. See, in this time they were shouting because a king would be coming. But I'm telling you, you and I shout because our king has already come. We shout because our king has already come. We're not, we're not waiting for something to happen. We're shouting because we know he's already come. We're shouting because we know that, that he has already come. We're shouting because he's already known that he's, he's already taken back judgments against us. We're, we're shouting because we know the mighty one, the mighty to save has already come. Hallelujah. There's something about a shout. You're not just making noise. Why do we shout? We shout because our King has come. We're shouting because Jesus has come. Yes. Hallelujah. We're shouting because he's the king of kings. And we're shouting because he's the Lord of lords. I'm not just making noise. Hallelujah. Let's look at Romans chapter 10. Two more scriptures. Romans chapter 10. Oh, he's my victory. He's my victory. Hallelujah. That's why I praise him. That's why I shout. That's why I dance. That's why I jump up and down. That's why I lift my voice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, I want you to see this scripture in a new light because we, we see this scripture from a position of someone receiving sal- salvation, and I'm not taking anything away from that. Because we know our salvation also means our victory, right? Yeah. Say, my victory. my victory. And we look at this as a scripture that we say, we, you know, the Roman road to salvation. And, and if you confess your sins, you know, and you know, he's faithful just to forgive you of your sins. And, and so he's talking about salvation here and believing in your heart and confessing with your mouth and you shall be saved. Amen. And we receive salvation. But I want, I want you to see this. In a different light. I want you to see this. In a light. Where this. This is about your healing. Yes. It's about freedom from addiction. Yes. It's about your freedom from financial lack. It's about your freedom from poverty. It's about your freedom from depression. It's about your freedom from oppression. It's about your freedom from insecurities. Your freedom from any sorts of Fear. Take, take this scripture beyond just something that you confessed or you tell someone else to confess so one day they can go to heaven. Now let's look at this. In Romans chapter 10, it, verse 9. The they amplify it. It says, Because if you acknowledge and confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord and in your heart believe... Adhere to and trust and rely on Him. That God has raised Him from the dead, you should be saved. Man, that's something we can we can praise God for that. Are you saved this morning? Amen. Thank you for salvation, Father. Hallelujah! If you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, I'm telling you, there's that, that, that's the beginning to that's the greatest victory that you'll ever have in your life. Amen. For with the heart. A person believes, adhered to and trusts and relies on Christ, and so is justified, declared righteous, acceptable to God, and with the mouth he confesses. And with his mouth he confesses, and declares openly and speaks out freely his faith and confirms his salvation. Yes. So with your heart, yes. you believe. And with your mouth, confession is made unto salvation, meaning there's something coming out of your mouth that's going to have to do with your present, your present situation that's going to bring about a present victory. There's something that's going to come out of my heart, which is something's going to come out of my mouth and I'm going to release something and it's going to bring about a great victory in my life. This isn't just the the scripture you said when you got born again. This is something that you say every day of your life from every position of faith that you're standing upon. With my mouth, I believe with my mouth, with my heart, I believe and with my mouth, I confess unto salvation. Meaning what's coming out of my mouth is going to carry me into my place of victory. What's coming out of my mouth currently is going to carry me into my victory. Verse 11, the scriptures, no, hallelujah, thank you, Father. Mm. The scripture says, no man who believes in him, who adheres to and trusts or rely on him, will ever be put to shame or be disappointed. See, we'll be disappointed. We'll be disappointed. See, the enemy wants you disappointed. See, take this scripture out of the realm of, of the day you got saved. Because there's power in what's in my heart and that coming out of my mouth. I'm not just making noise, but I'm releasing faith. And it says, when I release faith, it said, I shall not. And I will not be disappointed. I will not be disappointed. I will not be ashamed. See, the enemy wants to shame you. But I'm telling you, when you have praise in your heart and praise coming out of your mouth and you're declaring that out of your mouth, it said, you shall not be ashamed. It says, no one, for there, there thank you, Father. <sighs> Verse 12, no one, for there's no distinction between Jew or Greek. The same as Lord is Lord over all of us. And he generously bestows his riches upon all who call upon him. Yes. He generously bestows, meaning when you have a praise in your heart and you release that praise out of your mouth, All of a sudden, he comes into the room and he bestows all his riches on you. Everything that's available to you is now available. Everything that was available from him is now available to you. Why? Because of the praise in your heart and the praise coming out of your mouth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He generously bestows his riches. He generously bestows his riches he generously bestows his riches upon all who call upon him in faith. For everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Take this out of just your salvation when you got born again. Bring this into the realm of how you bring the reality of heaven into your life. Now get this. Those that, it says everyone that calls upon his name shall be saved. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now let, let's look at this, this word call for a minute. The definition of this word call is not asking for something. This word, the, the, the strongest definition for this word call is to invoke something. is to invoke something hallelujah to invoke something hallelujah so it's not just asking for but it is a invoke is it's like an earnest it's a heartfelt you know you know uh, james says it's the earnest heartfelt prayer of a righteous man avails much that that word earnest is is it's a burning it is a it is a white hot burning that's what in in james and it says the earnest prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available meaning it is something that's burning on the inside of you it is a belief on the inside of you it's a knowing on the inside of you and it is not just saying oh lord if you want to It's not just it's not just singing a song. Right. It's not just saying words, right. but it's releasing the intensity of the desire in your, from your heart. Call, call upon them. You you will be saved. Any that call upon invoke Him will be saved. Let's go to Luke eighteen. Man, tell that clock to slow down. Luke 18. Let's see this in action. Let's see this in action. Luke 18. Hallelujah. There's something about a shout. There's something about a shout. Hallelujah. There's something about a shout. Thank you, Father. There's something about a shout. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Luke chapter 18, verse 35. I'm really amplified. It says, and he came near to Jericho. It occurred that a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging. And hearing a crowd going up, he asked what it meant. They told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. Maybe he he knew something about Zephaniah. Maybe he knew something about Zechariah. Behold, your king comes riding on a donkey. He heard about Jesus of Nazareth. Thank you, Father. Verse 38, and he shouted, saying, Jesus, son of David, take pity and have mercy on me. Son of David, what was he? That was not just calling on some some king of the Old Testament. But what he was calling on, he was calling on the Messiah, that Messiah that would come riding on a donkey, that Messiah, that Messiah that would come and make everything straight, the Messiah that would would come one day, that would have healing in his wings. This was Bartimaeus, which which means son of Timaeus, Timaeus. in my research was a was a well-known philosopher. And so maybe, maybe this was the son of a well-known philosopher that knew about the Messiah coming one day. So he calls and he shout, shouted, saying, Jesus, son of David, take pity and have mercy on me. But those who were in front reproved him, telling him to qu- keep quiet. See, that's just like the enemy. That's just like religion. Just, just be quiet. Just be quiet. Don't say too much. I remember going to a church years back and it was a big church and I'm not going to say the name of it. But I mean it was some of the most amazing music I ever heard. So the best inter I mean best skilled musicians skilled everything. But I had to look around and I'm like, "God, are you here?" Because see what happened was they were just making noise. But there's something different about when his presence is in the house. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. It says, keep quiet. Yet he screamed and shrieked so much the more, son of David. See, he wasn't just making noise. There was something out of his heart. He was invoking something. He was invoking and, and the enemy or religion wanted to shut him up. And I'm telling you, when you're in adversity, the enemy wants to shut you up. Religion will want to shut you up. A religious spirit will want to shut you up. But yet, what did he say? Son of David. Son of David, take pity and have mercy on me. Then Jesus stood still. See, it's amazing when a heart of praise. It causes Jesus. It causes the Savior The one who's mighty to save to take notice. Hallelujah. Jesus stood still, ordered that he be led to him. And when he came near, Jesus asked, what do you want me to do for you? He said, Lord, let me receive my sight. And Jesus said, receive your sight, your faith. Your trust and confidence that springs from your faith in God has healed you. But, but wait a minute, how do we see his faith? Jesus said, your faith is what sets you free. How did Jesus know that he had faith? It's because of the praise that came out of his mouth. It was the praise that came out of his mouth. And it was so much so that they tried to keep him quiet, but said all the more he was sh- shrieking. And this wasn't a demonic manifestation. This was son of David, have mercy on me because I know you're the healer. Son of David, you are the one that's to come. You are the one that's going to deliver me. You're the one that set me free. You're the one that's, that's going to deliver me. Hallelujah. Jesus, your faith has set you free. And his faith was found in his praise. In verse 43, and instantly he received his sight and became following Jesus recognizing and praising and honoring God and all the people when they saw it, praise God. The King James says, and immediately he received his sight and followed him, glorifying God and all the people when they saw it, gave praise unto God. When they saw it, everyone gave praise unto God. Oh, Father, I just thank you. I thank you, Father. I just thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your faithfulness. Lord, I thank you for a shout. I thank you for a shout in the midst of adversity. I thank you for a shout in the midst of poverty. I thank you for a shout in the midst of, midst of Brokenness. I, I thank you for a shout in times of confusion. I thank you for shouts in the, in the midst of, of being overburdened by addictions and bondages. Lord, I, thank you for a shout. I thank you for a shout that set the captives free. I thank you for a shout that delivers not just me, but all those around me. I thank you for a shout. Oh, we release a shout in this place today. We shouted, We release a shout in this place today. We release a shout in this place today. Hallelujah. When the enemy has come in, when the enemy is surrounding us, Father, we'll just be like Abijah and the people of Judah, that as they blew the trumpet and as the people shouted, it said the enemy was smote. The enemy was defeated. The enemy was canceled. The enemy was destroyed. The enemy was broken. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father. Oh, we release a praise to you today. We release a praise to you today. Oh, we thank you. We thank you, Lord. father. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you. Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you Lord. Oh, I thank you Lord. Oh, I thank you father. Oh, I thank you father. Oh, I thank you father. Oh, I thank you you, Lord that the shout of the King is among us. The shout of the King is among us. Oh, thank you Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah we shout because we know as we shout, hallelujah your presence shows up. As we shout, hallelujah all oh, the enemy is turned back. As we shout, healing manifests. As we praise, hallelujah the enemy is defeated. The enemy is under our feet. Oh, thank you Father. Woo! Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Woo-hoo. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Shout. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, thank you, Father. I thank you, Father. Hallelujah. I thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. We praise you in this place. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. You're so faithful. You are so good. Oh, Father, I just thank you for victory across this place. I thank you for victory. Hallelujah. For those that are watching by way of internet, Lord, hallelujah, as they're standing up, shouting, as they're standing up praising, Lord. Hallelujah. I thank you. The one that's mighty to save. Hallelujah is manifesting. Hallelujah. And you turn back our enemies. You turn back our enemy. Oh, I thank you that you took away the keys of death, hell, and the grave. I thank you that the enemy is already our, under our feet. Oh, thank you, Father. Woo. Mm. Hallelujah. The enemy is already under our feet. Oh, thank you. The enemy is already under our feet. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh rababa rede Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Woo. Thank you, Father. Oh, you are praised in this place. Thank you, Father. Woo. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. 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 Mm, thank you, Jesus. Oh, we praise you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Mm, thank you, Jesus. Mm, mm. Victory, 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 victory. Hallelujah, victory, victory. Oh, victory. 2019 marked by great victories. Hallelujah, because 2019 we marked by great praise. Great praise oh So great praise Is bringing about great victories Hallelujah Great praise Is bringing about great victories Hallelujah Thank you Father mm, Thank you Jesus You're faithful You are faithful Hallelujah Hallelujah If there's some, some things that you're standing for this morning, things that you're believing for this morning, why don't you just slip your hand up right where you're standing? Hallelujah. Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank, you, thank Lord. you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. I'm, I'm believing for things. How about you? Amen. Yes. Whew, thank you, Jesus. Mm. Mm. Hallelujah. Now, we're not just making noise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to read the scripture like this in Isaiah 12. Thank you, Father. you father Isaiah 12 verse 6 talks about the inhabitants of Zion you know what you and I are Zion it says inhabitants of Zion cry out and shout for great is the holy one of Israel in the midst of thee inhabitants of Zion Great is the Holy One of Israel in the midst of them. We see this throughout scripture. From the beginning of the book to the end of the book. Anytime someone called upon him. God was great in the midst of them. 2019. Marvels, wonders and what extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of our God. Great is the Holy One in the midst of me great is the holy one in the midst of me so this morning our encouragement is to keep praise in our heart but more importantly don't just make noise but allow praise be released out of your mouth because all who call upon him will be saved so, give me a shout of praise this morning, if you believe. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Manifest in our lives. Manifest in physical bodies. Manifest in finances. Manifest in wisdom and direction. Manifest in our children. Manifest with healings. Manifest with miracles. Manifest. Manifest with prosperity. Manifest. We will see your greatness this year. In amazing ways. Because we will praise you. With all of our heart. And all of our soul. And all of our mind. And all of our strength. And we will not shrink back. But we will praise you. In Jesus name. Amen. You received that this morning? Hallelujah. God is good. God is good.